uh, yes, we are back. Homeschool episode 39, the podcast where Andrew Rivers and I tell a bunch of jokes with a comedian as a guest and an audience member. And then we talk about our lives and what's going on in comedy and what's going on in the world, but mostly what's going on in comedy in the world because we have no lives. This week, our guest is Bo Johnson. We're very excited to have him. Uh, before... Hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Bo, before we get started, uh, what's, uh, do you got any live dates coming up with comedy? Yeah, I think you should uh, break out your, your calendars and just <laughs> count down to uh, the Apple capital of Washington State in Wenatchee. I think it's like August 22nd. So uh, find a hotel and drive over those passes. <laughs> plan uh plan way ahead tickets are almost sold out they're going very very fast first and last show i'm ever going to do so this is your your one chance <laughs> sell out um the show you're not a sellout i'm not calling you a sellout andrew got any live shows um well tacoma comedy club with mark norman that's probably going to sell out but uh, spokane comedy club with sam morell may 6th through the 8th and then uh, if you're in the Midwest, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, or uh, Minnesota, or Kansas, you know, I'm on tour with Hofstetter around there. So just ah, uh, keep go. an eye out. That's awesome, man. I uh, am going to be at the drop in South Bend, Indiana, May 7th and 8th. Oh, the night before, I'm going to be doing a show a little in Chicago. So if you're in Chicago on May 6th, there'll be a show at a really cool place called something. <laughs> I don't remember. I set it up. I'll figure it out. You'll just nobody listening from Chicago. So uh, and then June, I'm in Dubai again. I'm going back to Dubai. That's very cool. Very excited. So. Uh, let's do the jokes, uh, but first we need a three second pause because I do not know how to edit things. Welcome to homeschool episode 39. Corey doesn't know how to edit, so don't say anything that you would worry will get you canceled. <laughs> and, uh, but don't worry, it's probably our last podcast anyway, so say whatever you want. doesn't matter. Why? Because all the vaccine misinformation you've been spreading on the show? No, because I got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and I write all the jokes. Uh -oh, <laughs> Blood clot, don't stop. <laughs> Dear YouTube, we are not implying that the vaccine kills people. There are only <laughs> six known instances of blood clots. It's very safe. We trust the CDC and the doctors and who, even though they lied at the start, <laughs> probably do whatever China tells them to. Please do not demonetize our channel again. Trust me, you don't want to get us into a regular job acting with the public. I forgot the robot voice. Again. Sorry, you, you really lost the accent halfway through. It's the dedication to the joke for me. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, telling people I'm not depressed. Uh, where's my false flag for uh, false information there, YouTube? I'm very sad. I have you all fooled. Ah, got him. Wait, you're sad? Is it because you had a birthday and you're feeling your mortality and you haven't accomplished the unrealistic goals you, goals you set for yourself to reach by an arbitrary number? Actually, yeah, that's pretty much it. But <laughs> and the worst part about a birthday during quarantine is you have to stay sober most of the day because you know people are going to call you. Uh, and you don't want to be wearing your birthday suit if your aunt FaceTimes you, right? <laughs> I did wonder what would happen if I was talking to someone and a call waiting came through. But luckily, the only person who called was Scam Likely. Ah, sounds like the new name of our podcast <laughs> based on YouTube's <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> Also, birthdays are tough right now. You can't blow out any candles because all the droplets. So. And that's what she said. I'll blow you for your birthday, but the droplets get in my eyes. Oh, <laughs> oh well, bummer, all that. Did you at least get some flowers from a certain stalker or maybe a girl you like? No, actually, the girl I sent flowers to on Valentine's Day didn't even send me a text. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Uh, did she know it was your birthday though? I mean, I'm, I'm still not sure she knows who I am actually. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Cause as soon as she figures it out, she'll be able to finish all that restraining order paperwork. <laughs> That's, That's a good point. <laughs> uh, well, I only posted once on 17 different social media apps, uh, begging for attention. I mean, there's a chance she didn't notice. I don't know. Yeah. Did people buy you flowers for your birthday, Andrew? <laughs> no, I have a stalker that sent me flowers. 
and the the people I want won't talk to me, and then the the people that I don't want to talk to me won't leave me alone. So it's like a real it's a real uh, vast difference over here. If you buy, I feel like have you ever used those like pro flower delivery services? They yeah. will they will like they'll be like you're a customer for life. Yeah. Um I bought back in college. So I had one like four-year relationship, and our anniversary was it was in this pot the pocket between like around Christmas time. And so I was in Spain at the time. And so I ordered her these flowers and they were supposed to get there the last day the sorority was open because she was always like, I want, I want to get the flowers when everyone can see them. That was, it's like, yeah. it's not that I want the flowers. Yeah. yeah. yeah I want people to know that I got flowers. Before social okay. media was yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I go, I can't get to the anniversary. It's impossible. It's shut down but I'll do the closest to the anniversary that her friends can see it. So I bought these flowers and I, she never, she never said anything about it. I was like, that's kind of rude. Like, it's like, I mean, I'm like, I'm not wealthy now, but at the time I was like $60. That's like, Insane. that was like most yeah. of the money I had left. I'd just been abroad for a year. I was yeah. like, that was the last of all of it pretty much. And you don't know, I'm going to say like, thanks for the roses. Maybe you should get studying abroad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <instead> of... <laughs> or two. It's like, I get home and we break up. She broke up with me the day before New Year's. And so like a week or so goes by. And I was like, she still never mentioned those flowers I got her. And <laughs> so I like went to the Pro Flowers delivery site. And I like, they did, I could see the delivery date. And they delivered them like two days late. Oh. when everyone was caught so I was like oh my god that meant like I don't this probably didn't happen but in my mind it was like if no one touched those what happened is she left for break everyone's gone these flowers get delivered we break up and then everyone finally moves back into the sorority and there's just this vase of dead frozen flowers <laughs> in front of the door that's like happy anniversary baby I can't wait to spend so many more <laughs> years with you and i got i got a full refund i got all my money back oh that's good yeah, yeah. never asked her about him no i think what, uh, we talked about i didn't want to know i want to two years later <laughs> when we like caught up for the first time and had a good laugh about it but. oh fine oh you did okay yeah. i got a funny flower story but uh i guess we'll i'll tell later. it here but uh oh yeah we accidentally sent a girl like a box of seeds Instead of like flowers, you know, I was like, here you fucking grow it, you know. <laughs> and I do a joke; it doesn't work, but uh, I say like, um, it's good for our test for our relationship because I'm a fixer-upper, also, you know. So I'm like, hey, if you can take care of these seeds for three months, then maybe you'll be ready for my seeds. Um, Till my soil. Yeah, in uh, ten years, I'll buy her a Lexus on Christmas, but it'll just be the parts strewn about on the driveway, and I'll hand her a wrench. Here, you put it together. <laughs> I like that part. That's funny. Twenty years, I'll uh, buy her a plane ticket to Sierra Leone. Like the diamonds are over there somewhere. If you still got fingers when you come back, I'll put a ring on it. You know. It's <laughs> oh, good jokes. It should work. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, people are like, uh, you know, diamond slaves in Africa. It's really a bummer. Fair, time. I guess. <laughs> I uh, was just going, uh, we're going off the rails, but it's totally fine. It's fun. Uh, oh, when I taught high school, I would see kids get onto the bus from their home with the balloons that their mom gave them so that they could walk around campus with their oh. balloons. And I'm like, oh, God, don't do that. What was the tradition like at your high school, Corey? Was it like a big deal to ask people to dance this? Was it like you had to do something creative or just like? Well, the out? school really yeah. frowned upon Corey asking. <laughs> uh, damn it. I, I, he laughed before I even. All right, you get it. All you right. know where I was going. Ah, uh, well, the good news is. <laughs> Uh, you'll have lots of flowers at your funeral, Andrew. <laughs> okay, well, not going to explain that joke. We don't want this podcast taken down. Uh, speaking of being taken down a peg. Um, is that what you call it when you get blow job from a pirate? Is that, I don't exactly, know. yes. Uh, well, Pierce County in Washington moving back to phase two. Mm -hmm. They heard I had some shows coming up. They're trying to accommodate for my draw. Oh, that's nice. Not to be confused with Texas, which is still in phase two, many people are alive. Uh, <laughs> dear YouTube, this is not an actual phase. It's a joke. The podcast is a joke. My career is a joke. 
just ask the IRS. I said I was a comedian. They were like, false information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're a hobbyist. If that's true, then so is Trump. I mean, uh, you both work the same amount, but uh, hey, when when I when I file taxes, the IRS just says, "Come on, you're just making more work for us. Please go away." <laughs> but uh, you're not a hobbyist anymore. Uh, things are opening up, and uh, you're officially fully vaccinated. What are you What are you gonna do? Go to Disneyland? You're gonna go on tour? Go have an orgy in Florida? Yeah, yeah. I haven't done any of those things in the last. <laughs> okay. But things are starting to get back. Kind of normal, right? School shootings are happening every week. Uh, police are killing unarmed people during routine traffic stops, mass shootings. I think I'm just going to stay inside some more. Uh, this feels like a sequel to last year. And, you know, sequels are always worse. Mm-hmm. Scary Movie 6 is going to be great. Um, a cop said last summer Yeah, I know what you, I don't know what you did last summer. Nothing. <laughs> Do you think they just do the same cast if they do another scary movie? It's just really old teenagers. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy is the, the father. <laughs> uh, was that him that... Um... Anna Ferris, that's the name I was looking for, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something about... Um... I just watch I Know He Did Last Summer. I, I don't know why. <laughs> oh, really? Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt, the three named women from my childhood. Yeah, I mean, I know why you watched it. <laughs> i don't know why i mean these specific ladies were in I it didn't uh, same oh reason God. i watched it when i was in high school <laughs> um there was some story i think it was jamie kennedy he took some role in like a propaganda anti-abortion film and they like had a sit down interview with him like why did you and he's like oh, they just Offered me the role. <laughs> like, <laughs> gave me money. He's yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. He's yeah. like, I have to audition for every other thing. And these people just gave me the thing. So I was like, oh, I'll fucking take it. That's interesting. Um, it was actually an honest interview. But uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, cops are getting crazy. This, uh, this cop said taser, but used her gun on accident and killed a man during a traffic stop. Uh, cops don't only mistake something to be a gun when they're on black folks. Sometimes they do it on themselves. Oh. Some people think uh, she did it on purpose, but I say believe all women. If only they'd use it on themselves. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I watched a woman tase herself once on buzzporn.com. It was pretty wild. Interesting. Uh, finding out uh, what you're jerking off to there. But uh, yeah, he got pulled over for having air fresheners hanging from his mirror, which is illegal in five states. It's very dangerous. It blocks the view of the cop about to shoot you in your mirror. Ah, yeah. But in Chicago, cops boarded up buildings before releasing body cam footage that contradicts the official police story of why they shot a 13-year-old boy. And the video, the officer yells, stop running, drop your weapon, and put your hands up. Right before the kid stopped running, dropped his weapon, and put his hands up. So, I mean, the cop had no choice. You know, everyone knows you're not supposed to comply. Right. Right. Predictably, Fox News explained that the 13-year-old was a man, you know, but... 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse was just a boy last year. I guess teenagers are only adults if Matt Gates is sleeping with them. Right. <laughs> uh, the U.S. is pausing the Johnson & Johnson vaccine after six people had blood clots. 600 people died from handguns last week. Uh, maybe we should... Uh... Hey, 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 hey. It's too soon to talk about gun violence. It just happened. No. And happened, and then happened right before that, and happened... <laughs> Cause it's gonna keep happening. Yeah, I think happened this, again, probably. If, yeah. Uh, well, it just this is every ten seconds. Uh, this is all this making my Johnson go limp. Uh, blood clots. Tucker Carlson said maybe the vaccine doesn't work, and that's why we're they're still telling us to wear our masks. Well, I would advise Tucker to not get a vaccine. Mm. Or he should get the Johnson and Johnson one. Maybe the Magic Johnson and Johnson. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, America has too much toilet paper right now, and toilet paper sales have dropped below pre-pandemic levels. I think it's a simple explanation. Businesses are open, and people prefer to poop at work. You know, your boss pays you to do some shit, so you give him some OT on the toilet. All right, give your boss some shit. Uh, I think the next stimulus should just be a Chipotle gift card, and then we'll dip right back into our TP supply, get those numbers back up, right? 
Steve Urkel started a weed company. I guess now we know why he wore those thick glasses. He had glaucoma. Wow, white glass. <laughs> got so any good. weed, man? Got any weed? <laughs> All right. Did I do that? Uh, White Claw putting out a new drink with a higher alcohol content and percentage called Surge. Are the marketing people all drunk off White Claw? That word still has a little trauma attached to it. We're not even done with COVID yet. We're still in the middle of the surge, right? Yeah. Uh, Their new drink is great. It's uh, called Police Brutality. (laughs) There's going to be a surge in DUIs and babies. Uh, Everyone knows White Claw tastes the best after the fourth wave of vomit. But, uh, boy, Corey, how was your weekend? Wow, I was just at a country club in Gig Harbor. Uh, uh, Bo knows about this. He helped me out. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I know I'm old and bald, but, uh, you know, I was just visiting. Oh, just visiting uh, your girlfriend? Ah, you're just jealous. Also, please don't mention it. I don't want her husband to find out. If she loses her allowance, I lose mine. <laughs> I'm just teasing, Corey. I think performing for those old folks is the best idea for you because even if they saw you last year, they're still hearing your jokes for the first time. Yeah. And they honestly don't hear very much at all. That's true. That's so. good. I, I was on the dope show this weekend. Very fun. You do 10 minutes sober, smoke a bunch of weed, and go back on stage and do 10 more. Oof, that sounds terrifying. I, I'm not sure I could do it. What, go on stage high? Oh, no, no, no. Stay sober until 8 p.m. Uh, or do 20 minutes of comedy. That's crazy. Well, you know, 20 good minutes, maybe. Uh, Pfizer, as I like to call it, Pfizer, to <laughs> the YouTube algorithm. Uh, <laughs> Hooked on Pahonics. <laughs> we, did we explain this well enough in the beginning? I don't know. They took down a video of ours because we keep talking about the... <laughs> Anyway, it says a new, they say a new vaccine booster shot could be needed in 12 months. Uh, interestingly, coincidentally, 12 months from now, Andrew will have a baby that will need a booster seat, right? Fully back, you're fully vaxxed and back in the game, right? <laughs> if any, caller number five. Tell some people. <laughs> Sam Adams, uh, well, this uh, next story, uh, probably maybe I'll get these bitches drunk, but uh, <laughs> Sam Adams and Budweiser giving away free beer if you send them a photo of your Band-Aid on your arm or your vaccination sticker. But be careful, too many beers, and you'll send a girl a picture of your needle dick. Ah. Mike Pence, remember <laughs> him? Uh, nope. Pacemaker installed, which means he finally got a heart. That's neat. Uh now we just need Trump to get a brain and some courage. Ooh. <laughs> we can't do this. No impression. The lion. Every time. Hey, uh, shocking uh, Bachelor Nation news rocking the, the world here. Former Bachelor, uh, was it Colton, uh, came out as gay. Crazy. I can't wait till they discover Katie is actually gay. Oh, wait. Katie's gay? Uh, well, I mean, she didn't sleep with me, so I assume. Ah, yeah, it's the only, only, only possible, possible explanation. explanation. <laughs> well, that's wild. How many reality show marriages work out, though? Anyway, I think there's still hope for you, too, huh? That makes it even worse. I mean, she chose probable divorce over definite herpes. Ah. <laughs> uh, a study from the New York Times says that 87% of COVID news coverage is negative. Uh, well, yeah, why not celebrate how many old racist assholes have died in the last past year? <laughs> good news. Oh. Not enough. Um, uh, here's some Nobody surprising is. good news. Texas COVID cases are at a record low three weeks after the mask mandate ended, which I guess cowboy hats and a southern accent encourage social distancing, especially if you're black. Uh, as another study, 78% of people hospitalized for COVID in the last year were overweight which isn't bad considering 90% of Americans are. Mm. Uh, Holiday just around the corner here, 420. Ah, yes. Coming up, uh, big plans. I think I'm going to sit around, uh, smoke some weed, and eat cupcakes. So pretty much no difference for the past year. (laughs) That was also my 320, my 220, my 120, my 1220, my 1120. All right, we get it, we get it. You've been high every day of the month last year, right? Oh, actually, I was listing times of the day. Oh, okay. (laughs) Hey, speaking of timing, it's time for our guests. We've been trying to get him on the podcast for months, 
and he's finally agreed to share the Zoom with us. Give it up for the hilarious Bo Johnson, everybody. Bo Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> Hello. You getting any money from that, uh, your family business? Oh man, I wish I was in, <laughs> I wish I was the, the toilet company and all the other shit they have. That would be great. I, I regrettably, what is my, my German last name, Schmielewski? Um, it's like a Polish. Yeah. I thought my mom went when I was a kid. She was like, you know, it actually is like, it means like wheat grinder. And I was like, I didn't need to know we were just, I knew like financially we weren't royalty. <laughs> we didn't have to like spell it out. <laughs> That's good. I like that. You ever say that? That's funny. Uh, Schmielewski? Schmielewski, yeah. Schmielewski and Schmielewski. It doesn't well, have the same ring. Corey's family it. name is Molest Me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Spell it out for him. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's great. So, uh, which do you like lean more towards in terms of your, like, I, I say I'm Norwegian, even though that's yeah. just like one half. What do you tell? What do you say? You I mean, I'm definitely I'm German. Like yeah. it's just I, I have a German citizenship, and uh, I look. I mean, I look super German, too. I don't. I spoke German along with English until I was like two or three, and I became like a brat. I just started throwing temper tantrums, um, and wouldn't do it at all. And I'm just typical like, German. <laughs> yep, you know, just. Really, really going out. <laughs> My first word was Stein, which is rock in German. Ah, okay. <laughs> but... It's a different raw than I was thinking of, but uh, you know. Or rock. Oh, rock. 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 Oh, okay. uh... oh, yeah. That would be, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what context my first word as a baby would be raw in German. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, that is like. Where do babies crazy. come from? Well, your last name is uh, raw, or your first word. I don't know. You know well, what I was realized, I had like this moment when I was younger. So I was my my namesake, Bo. I was conceived under the Aurora Borealis. Um, so my name is like Bo Royal. That's one of my middle names, Aurora Borealis, Borealis. And I didn't know what conceived meant for a long time, and so I would like. It's, I have kind of a little bit of a unique name. Like people are either like, don't know, haven't heard a name like that before. Now that once Obama got the dog, I was like, oh, my dog's name is Bo too. Um, uh, we should stop right now. Andrew also doesn't know what conceived means and has never tried it. <laughs> so we want one. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, actively try not to conceive. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but I would like, yeah, I would go to the dentist and I only, I've gone to the same dental office since I was a kid. And I only pieced this together like three or four years ago. It's definitely like a Mormon staff dental office because I knew one of the like dental assistants. I was like, oh, they all know each other from church. But I would remember like going in there as a little kid and they'd be like, oh, what a like cool name. And I was like, yeah, it's conceived under the Aurora Borealis. And they're just like, oh, <laughs> that's great. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be the one to explain to you. Like, do you know what that means? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, my name, okay, it's Corey. Uh, my parents uh, found it in a book. So that's uh, it's the whole story. Yours is way cooler. Mm, I mean, maybe. Mine, mine sounds almost like a far-fetched, like just like a bad writing prompt on, and almost like conceived under the Aurora Borealis. They were, you were born the day that the cherry tree was blossoming. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i guess they found your name in a book they didn't they didn't look very far <laughs> they got to see and they're like ah, whatever yeah, pick good. one of these things or maybe they just ate an apple and they're like cool oh that's good enough for it's like the encyclopedia britannica of of name books they just got the c yeah do you have andrew a story about your name i don't i don't no my dad used to tell me a joke about uh, my conception Oh boy. Uh, because uh, my mom would always go, you were conceived on your father's birthday or whatever. And my dad would go, oh, usually the things we do on my birthday don't make babies. Whoa. Ah, wow. And then, uh, <laughs> and then he would regret telling me that because I'd bring up that story all the time. I'd be like, you remember this joke you told me when I was like five years old? Uh, like, ah, I don't know, I'm that bad father. I don't know. That's an edgy dad joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Good. I mean, I feel like that's that 
joke. No, not he, really an edge, uh, edge, <laughs> edge lord. I don't know. Where, yeah, sorry. I mean, I think that like him telling you that when you were like six, you'd be like, that's not an appropriate thing for a father to say. And now I'd be like, wow, look at your sex positive father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's teaching about uh, multiple different types of sexual intercourse at five. That's good. But that's what people think uh, the state of, say Washington changed like their sex ed laws. And that's what like all these conservative friends I know are like, that's what they're teaching them at five years old is how to give blowjobs. I'm like, oh, please, no. That is not what's happening in schools. It's just consent at five years old. Well, I was thinking about I still don't that. like it. <laughs> I, I love, that's, first of all, that's so cool that they're teaching that when you're younger. I love right. when you see the, like, the tea, the tea analogy. Have you seen, like, that video where you, like, explain to a kid, like, do you want tea? And then they're like, no, not really. You wouldn't be like, well, you know, you have to drink some tea. Or if they're like, yeah, I want tea. And then you make the tea and you come back with it. And like, actually, I'm not thirsty anymore. You'd be like, well, you said you were thirsty when I made the tea. Um, but Interesting. Yeah, that's good. I was thinking about like sex ed. Tea bag. Uh, <laughs> and I take that tea bag, though, still. I'm, I'm not thirsty. but <laughs> Is sex ed was was it sophomore year for the two of you? I feel like that's when it was for me. Freshman year in health. And then, but also middle school, we had like all the baby, how to have yeah. a baby talk. There were a few, there was one in elementary school. And then I think, yeah, we, yeah you hit it a couple of times. Like, it was like, oh, I was definitely behind where the other kids were just in terms of like dating. Cause I was like, we're talking about sex. Like, what about like kissing? Like, uh, <laughs> I think we're getting a little bit ahead in the, the book, right? Skipping <laughs> some steps here. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Hey, wait a I second. I haven't even I got out of the uh, batter's box yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Look, uh, the, the difference between a fastball and a curveball, I'm still hitting off the tee, man. Can we <laughs> go down? The ball moves? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being on a bus in elementary school and not understanding, like, my only concept of a rubber was like a rubber tube. Yeah. Right. So kids were like, ooh, a rubber. You got to put on a rubber. And I was like, just in my brain, imagining like a rubber over my penis in a tube, inserting somewhere. It's not going to feel good at all. And then what do I do? Do I pee? Or like, I don't know what, because it was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was like 17, 18. It sure. Was hard. I didn't know. I think uh, I started, this is probably a lot of information, but uh, I was jerking off before anything would come out. I was, uh, uh, shooting blanks you know mm -hmm. and uh but then i would have to i would always like pee for like like five minutes later i would go pee and i'd be like oh that's probably what come is it or whatever is. just me uh... peeing later you know <laughs> no idea what was going on with anything <laughs> i remember when like being in middle school like the idea of ever even admitting that i masturbated was so humiliating like because i think it was like like he was like, I would never let anyone find out. Cause I had one friend who like, asked, he was like, have you ever done that? And I was like, no, never. He's like, not at all. I was like, no, it's disgusting that you would even ask. It's like, oh, this really is fun. like me rejecting a healthy conversation. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was like a trap where they'd be like, oh, we're gonna put posters around the school. He admitted it. <laughs> I've been wiring this conversation. Well, you're never running for class president and ever, ever again. <laughs> Once that information gets out. They like, they're like, have you ever had a blowjob? You're like, no. And they're like, day oh, stands for a blowjob. Like, that would have been really good if they put posters around campus. Oh, I mean, I got my, I never was good with like Nick. I was set up for failure for yeah. any nickname. Like every elementary school, there was like little Bo Peep. Ah. I got that. And then once the minute that I got older, it was like Bo Johnson. Um, BJ, blowjob. Um, I never like, I don't think I ever tried it. This is not like a bit I'm clamoring to do, but I had like in my notebook about like, you know, there's like, they're always like, what's your childhood nickname? And it's like, I don't want to be reminded of that. Uh, <laughs> it's never like a, something I picked. First day of work, icebreaker. <laughs> like, Bo's turn. You're like, <sighs> They called me blowjob. Okay. <laughs> Everybody. 
uh my friend my one of my best friends in in growing up uh his parents named him jack and their logic they were gonna name ian but this is how innocent his mom was maybe innocent or dumb i, I she was like well, we don't want you people calling you pin in so we named you jack <laughs> and i'm like oh it gets worse than peeing in <laughs> Real quick, probably about 12, 13, I'd say he's jack off for the Also, next. she's like coming up with weirder nicknames yeah. than the kids, you know what I mean? <laughs> she went through all these names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We missed jacked up jack off <laughs> Jeff or whatever. Like uh, you know. Uh that's fun. My we God. uh there was a girl in my uh probably seventh grade that uh well, I don't know if it was that early, but it was probably like ninth grade or something, and she, we found out she gave a blow job, and so we would always go, ah. Oh. Whenever we saw her, we would just be like, how did it taste? And uh, she'd be like, shut up. And then one day I go, how does it taste? And she goes, salty. And I was like, oh, I don't really have anything else to say to that. <laughs> That's pretty well, good. Oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> My elementary really school, we would do like a, a morning meeting every day. And there was this kid, his name was Bean. And I remember he came into class one day and like everyone got an announcement. And I remember he's like, I've decided that my name isn't Bean anymore. I'm going to go by Jimmy. And do you remember when like you're like the age that whenever someone says something, you just turn to whatever adult is in the room and you're like, whatever you say, you're God. And God. there is like that pause. And she, I remember our teacher was just like, no, you're Bean. <laughs> 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 i identify as jimmy go fuck yourself he's like you're not a jimmy who do you think you are look at that <laughs> uh it's like george costanza trying to be t-bone and they're like you're not t-bone if, uh, if someone wanted to change their name in in the middle of a class Corey, what what would your uh um would you say like, bring would... a permission slip and uh tell your if your parents say i can call you whatever no no, I mean, one of my biggest things was as a history and social studies teacher is that people, I mean, this is going to get kind of, okay. So like when people talk about like being politically correct and calling people names and a lot of people, well, I don't even know what to call people anymore. And so we just ask them what they want to be called. Like, I don't, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it's not that. <laughs> Whatever they you, tell you to, oh, it's you not that hard. To be called? And so a big thing for me was always people get to choose what they want to be called. And that was like the core of helping kids not use negative, nasty language towards each other. Um, I remember one kid, cause it was, it was trying to explain like things like calling kids like the R word or like using the N word at all. And, uh, <laughs> one of the explanations I was trying to give a kid is like, yeah, you and your buddies might be like, fuck you, motherfucker, you know, like, but your buddies. But, uh, oh, well, this is his, this is how he explained it. He goes, I can call my friends, motherfucker, but if some guy across the street just yelled out, fuck you, motherfucker, I'd go kick his ass. And he's like, that's like black people in the N-word. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> pretty good, but uh, maybe we don't say motherfucker three times to get the point across. Uh, so if a kid, I would assume, I, I would be able to tell if they were just trying to like be funny mm -hmm. or be whatever. So like, I would just call them that and I would like kind of pound it in. Like, remember uh, Empire Records, that kid that was like, my name is Warren. Uh, it's a great movie. So he lied and said his name is Warren. So they just kept being like, Warren over here says, and Warren's being really, and Warren, he's like, my name's not Warren. And they're like, you said it was Warren. So. So either a kid would be fooling around and you just keep calling them over and over and they'd be sure. so noted that they'd stop or they'd be like, no, I really want to be called this. And then that's fine too. That's what I'd do. It's not funny. But. Uh, I had a, uh, I uh, wore like an ace bandage for two weeks because I like, uh, I think I hurt myself, but not bad enough to like need an ace bandage or whatever. And and then I remember this kid was like, I want one. So I brought him one. And so we were both, we were like matching ace bandages. And then later this girl was like, the teacher thinks you're faking it. And I was like, oh yeah. I mean, she's right, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I was gonna say if like, that would be one of the few, like, like I got hurt and so I had the ace bandage. 
And so people wanted to make fun of me. So they started calling me Ace. And they're like, oh, wow, this has actually kind of come full circle and really worked out for me. I <laughs> I'm Ace. Ace. Yeah, it's yeah. a dope nickname. Then <laughs> Ace Ventura came out, and all of a sudden you're like, he's Ace and he's Ace. How old were you guys when that came out? Oh, I man. mean, what year was it? Ace? Uh, 90, 90, 94? Four, something like that. 10 years, yeah. Nine years old. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember how. I just remember like Jim Carrey was for me in like elementary school through middle school, the funniest, the funniest person alive to me. Like, um, I don't, I don't think that my taste in terms of Jim Carrey movies was necessarily aligned in terms of what I liked the most. Like, I think I liked the mask the most, Um, but yeah, I, I would watch like, I also liked the weirdest scenes from the mask. Like I would watch his, like the one where he dances with all of the cops. I thought that was so catchy. I was like, this is incredible. But Hmm. um, yeah, I love dumb and dumber. um, But I mean, I wasn't, I guess you guys were really young when those movies came out. Yeah. I watched like later. It wasn't even when it came out. It was just like, Uh, it already was around. I remember being really young and watched like Superman was my favorite movie. And when I was like five, six, seven years old, and then it wasn't until I was like 25 that I realized that came out, it came out before I was born. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, I was just watching that on VHS or on TV. And I just assumed it was all when I was a kid, like that came out yesterday. Right. What were the first movies you guys saw? Ooh. Um, I remember the first rated R movie I saw, Demolition Man. Uh, and I actually want to go back and watch that. It might be uh, <laughs> the post-apocalyptic future is about to become a reality. Um, <laughs> I snuck Pretty Pretty Woman in, so that probably gives a little bit of insight into my... <laughs> wow, you're old. Um... <laughs> Richard, Richard Gere, like, really, he didn't, his stride didn't last too long. No. Um, you know who really like I this is like a dumb inside joke I have with one friend but like there's Richard Gere and then the one other guy who almost had a career that took off like they like really he was like put in movies to be like the other Richard Gere is Dermot Mulroney yeah he's like in all of these like B version movies of a Richard Gere movie like Pretty Woman is the billionaire meets um, Julia Roberts who's like the sex like the sex worker and but he's in like the alternate version where oh, I don't remember her name, but where like he's a, a male, like he'll like go to his specialties to like go to weddings or fancy events. He's an escort. Um, oh, wow. and, like she like wants to show off to her new boyfriend. It's like the same plot where they fall in love somehow. But he's in all these movies. And it's like Dermot Mulroney is just like it never took off. And our dumb inside joke will be like, if we're on a date or something that we just aren't that into it. What's your favorite Dermot Mulroney movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, like, you don't know Dermot Mulroney? Like just act as if he's like a Brad Pitt level movie star. And it's just incredulous that other people don't appreciate them the way we do. You would kill it on uh, Doug Loves Movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, yeah, yeah, you guys. Oh, get me on that one. No. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> What's funny is I'm so bad at like actors' names and stuff. Like yeah. every time I listen to that show or like see it, I'm like, I would fail after like the first two obvious ones, you know. They'd well, be like, Will Smith. I'd be like, Well, Men in Black is taken, so <laughs> Wild Wild West. So that's about yeah, it. Yeah. I don't really know. Well, if it makes yeah. you feel better, I'm a lot of like, I'll be like, it's the movie where like I'll vaguely describe it. It's the same way that I'll give directions where like <laughs> So I'm living right now where I'm at. I've been like house sitting for these folks that live a few blocks from where I grew up, where my parents live. And I know this area so well. And I couldn't direct anyone. Like they'd be like, how do I get to Safeway? And I'm like, well, you're going to drive up the road. And then there's like the house for my friend Matt and I. They'd have all this like free stuff <laughs> out front. And they had a sign that said like free. And so as a joke, we'd steal the sign and not take the stuff. They put up another sign, they'd steal it. So you'll take a left there. It's like, these are all just references to moments in my life as a director. <laughs> and they're not like cross streets or descriptions. 
And that's the same way I am with movies. Oh, you pass the house I lost my virginity at, and then you take a left where I got punched for the first time, and then, what are you talking that about? Same house, actually. Uh, <laughs> same same <thing>. house. <laughs> but with, like, movies, I, I love, that was, like, my thing as in middle school. Um, in high school, I love that I spent almost, the two things I spent all the money I made, like, mowing lawns and doing yard work, um, half which is i regret now was itunes music um, i did i i had yeah. a phase where i was like blowing through money on itunes also yeah but... i've spent at least a thousand dollars on itunes music all that shit uh, was free on kazam you know i should have limewire <laughs> yeah limewire was gold limewire limewire phase but then i would buy all these dvds and it's kind of like i'll look back at everything i own Mm -hmm. And some of it is stuff. My movie tastes, I got into, I just started watching TV during college. Do so you off. regret supporting artists is what you're saying? Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> I, I, I never, you should never do Can it. I interest you in my comedy for free, I guess, <laughs> if you're not worth paying for? But I like, it's <laughs> funny to look at these DVDs and I can tell when I bought it. Cause there's the stuff where like I got into, I was like, oh, I want to watch the IMDb top list movies. But you can also just see where I was with video. Yeah, I didn't like didn't know that like porn was online. And so I would like, what's the movie that I'm not gonna be embarrassed enough to buy? But it's clearly because I'm a horny teenager. So like Eyes Wide um, Shut is like very artistic. <laughs> I wasn't even going artistic though. Like there's a movie <laughs> called the one that uh, I was, what's like, uh, uh, what Double Jeopardy, that bitch is pretty hot. Ashley Judd gets naked a bunch in that. It's great. Oh, okay. Have you seen Man of the House? That was one. That's a good example. Maybe. Man of the House is, oh my God, I'm blanking. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, so Tommy Lee, here's Tommy the, Jones? I'll just describe the movie and you'll get immediately why I bought it. The premise is um, the entire cheerleading team for the Longhorns witness a murder and have to go into witness protection under Texas Ranger Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually it's like you know what i think this year it's not a good year for not a good year for for cops or law enforcement i think that tommy lee jones is maybe the only guy where i'm like that's he's the one good cop in <laughs> man of the house five lively cheerleaders are the uh, only witnesses to a notorious <laughs> crime boss assassination I went Kubrick and he went Tommy Lee Jones. That's <laughs> I mean, what I love is that uh, the description you just read, Andrew, that is literally like if you're like, what would a seventh grade boy be like? What's the best movie? Crime <laughs> Boss and Cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones has to save a bunch of horny 17 year olds. I'll go to every hen house and outhouse and I don't know what else he says. It was kind of, this is like, I. I hooked up with someone a while back where it's like she was she was sober now we're talking so, like we didn't Wait, she didn't have to be drunk to sleep with you what is this all about um i mean just look at me andrew yeah but. i know <laughs> i, I no. was gonna do the introduction of uh bo looks like me if i made ten thousand better decisions with my life or whatever but. don't don't beat yourself up andrew it's genetics uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh your hair actually i really like the long hair that's oh, thanks good. man it's cool um but it was i was kind of laughing at this later because so we didn't have anything to drink after i have all this gatorade because i was like running a lot and i'm someone who's so easily swayed by like marketing that if i'm running i'm like i need fucking gatorade electrolytes so yeah i think we like we had a pizza we like hooked up had pizza and drank gatorade and i was like this would be my third what i thought the best night ever would be when i was 13. i mean like like what's sex like? like i don't know you probably like girl and gatorade and pizza and that would be the best night ever and it's like no this actually wasn't wrong this sounds is pretty, pretty dope i mean yeah very good also you watch this dvd with tommy lee jones Man <laughs> you know what i think i'd probably still like the movie <laughs> I'm intrigued by the by the plot. It sounds interesting. Rolling. Yeah, yeah. Me the plot. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. The plot isn't the only thing thickening. All right. All right. That's all. What do you uh what do you been do you say so you're 
uh, house sitting, but what else is going on? What's yeah. going well, I mean, on in life for yeah. you? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of what's interesting. I've been working the whole time. So, I mean, and you two know this, but I guess. Oh, yeah. For, for context, I uh, quit my job to do stand up full time and it couldn't have gone worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when I, did you quit? March uh, 13th, right? Like around like March 5th or yeah, so. Yeah. And then my first weekend was literally the la- my first weekend of like what was going to be the whole Looney Bins run. And then there was, there was about three months that were like jam, jam full. And then it was like filled here and there, you know? Um, but it was the last weekend anywhere, even places that now, like the minute they could open, could open. Right. It was, even they were shut down the next week. Um, yeah. Everybody uh, played yeah. by the rules. Even for the first couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember, yeah, I remember like being there and seeing the nba cancel and it already like when i was there i was like oh, this doesn't feel great but it's kind of like we're all kind of dumb and i was like oh maybe the shows just won't i don't think the gravity of it hit i was like maybe the shows just could be bad and then i saw the nba cancel and i was like money doesn't have morals this is like not good <laughs> <laughs> that was the night i was playing yeah trivia, where we always play trivia and uh packed bar playing trivia and I see like on yeah, Utah Jazz just clearing the court. And I was like, Oh, this is not this <laughs> is not good. And like the ticker was like, they're not sure if the season will continue. And I'm just like, oh boy, this yeah. is this might be it. But I was in school for the like weeks leading up to that substitute teaching. And there was teachers and paraeducators being like, How long do you think this is? And it's like a lot of teachers, especially of younger kids, are kind of gloom and doom, just like not optimistic, surprisingly. Awesome. But, uh, you know, of elementary school kids, they're around them too much and they're like, there's no potential in these kids. So, uh, just, you think it's going to last like, you know, three months? And I was like, Jesus, no, this is not. We closed a couple weeks and we'll be back. You dumb kids. You're so stupid. The end of the year. And I was like, oh my God, no, you guys are so dumb. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then here we are. Yeah. But uh, let's see. So work, I've been working, which is yeah. fine. Not very interesting. That's not why you like, let's, let's talk about my day job. Did you uh, get a similar uh, job? job or did you get a job back? Did you? I went right back to my old job. Okay. I kind of just texted my boss and I was like, hey, uh, so some things have changed. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, we'd love to have you back. Oh, that's right. and, like, I'll say to their credit, I work for like a big food bank around here. And like, they've been really good to me, like just in general, like when, I, when I've been hurt, they were cool about me, like having surgery in the past. And they got me back in as soon as possible. It's just, I was like, man, like I had a couple, it was, it's funny when, like my non-comedy friends are all like, we all feel so bad for you. We're all like, at least it's not as bad as Bo. And I was like, well, that's not the thing you should say to someone. But I was like, the reality of it is I would look at some of my friends who like have made it like, I mean, you guys make like a living doing stand-up for the last eight or nine years. And I was like, for me, it's it's sucks, but it's yeah. just kind of funny timing. Like I literally couldn't have quit at a better time for this to not work out this way. Right, 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 um, right. And so, like, it's a bummer, but like, real world circumstances, I've got nothing but gratitude for. Like, now, yeah. I'm really intrigued by like, can you tell me a, just a like a 101 food bank? Like, how does it work, and yeah. what kind of work are you doing right now, especially in this kind of time? Totally. So, um, I mean, my work now is getting closer to just my my past job still not 100%, but where it's more like it's program based in terms of connecting retailers and restaurants to a much limited degree, especially now because places just aren't running at full capacity, but connecting like smaller food pantries and meal programs to those donors. So like the place that I work at, we're more of a food bank for food banks. We don't traditionally do direct service work. Um, And so when I came back, that was kind of like, we're figuring out like, what's the emergency model a food distribution look like and so we were running and still are in the last months of kind of handing over a handful of them but we're running all of these big outdoor meal sites and so um, for the first few months I would sometimes be in the warehouse helping kind of sort stuff 
even though that's not really like what I'm hired to do. Or I'd be at, there was like a big parking lot in Northgate, moved to North Seattle Community College. Um, I would do that once or twice a week. I was at Bellevue College, like we had a big parking lot where cars would come through one in South Park where actual yeah. warehouses and some of those sites are so, so busy. It's like, it kind of just, it puts stuff like I, th this is the most recent one I'd been at in person. I'd mostly like been handing out like boxes and that kind of, this is maybe the same as like when you get any kind of like a flow state. Um, if you're writing, whatever, whatever space you can get into like a workout, if you really just hit like that zone, you just kind of stay in it. And so I'd done that a bunch this year and you just kind of don't even think about how many cars there are. And the last one I was at, I was helping direct traffic at the top of this hill. And it would be like, the line would just keep coming. And I was like, I knew it was a lot, but it was the first time I was like, there's just the line never ends. So now uh, that's the main, that's also from that perspective are is, are we getting better in that direction is, or is it still pretty bad? Is it still, you know? I mean, I think like, this is all so funny, of course, but um, I mean, I think some of it is that this year, the biggest flux that I was kind of aware of or would hear about in the network was around the beginning, especially the beginning of this calendar year, actually, like right after the biggest wave of COVID had hit. Yeah. Um, like winter. People's, um, it wasn't clear that there was going to be more stimulus money or right. like, yeah, unemployment yeah. continuing. Um, everything is shut down completely again because numbers even like everywhere once again. Um, but some of it is just honestly that there's just never been the services people need. And so things are worse, but with like, is it getting better? It's just, it's just never been good. <laughs> like that's not like a happy. A yeah, happy I know. Thing. I mean, you know. but um, what's kind of been cool working in this, I didn't, people were like, oh, you wanted like, I didn't get the job at the food bank because I was like cared about it really like five years ago. Right. I was like, I don't want to do something that feels awful, but I wasn't like, it needs to be food banking. And so it's kind of, one thing my dad will talk about is how like injuries, like mentality, like beliefs, it's like the way water carves through rock, it's slow and over time. And I think it's been one thing I'm really grateful for is like working around all of these people where like, for some of them, this is their like, what comedy means or like what we yeah. get excited about that's that to them and it's worn off on me over like five years where I think initially I was like oh I work for a food bank cool and then over time I was like oh this is like really important yeah. valuable and you can see the way people think about food banking is not this apolitical thing but something that's a part of like this intersection of all of these services that people need and all of these like disparities in terms of how communities are treated in this country and like just all of these intersections and seeing it in this more holistic way. And at least in food banks around here, that's a slow shift, but you can see kind of a movement of thinking about like, oh, how can we, how can this work be less around like this almost like we're heroes who give food to people who need it and more like, how can we actually get food out in a way that helps people the way um, cause it, it shouldn't be this like, oh, here, we're giving you something. It's just, here's something that's a universal, right. And how can we make access easy and filled with dignity? And so like, it doesn't feel like this confusing or hard thing to do. Or like shameful to accept yeah. it. Yeah. What are, uh, are there like, um, volunteer opportunities? Do people mostly just give food or money or like, what's yeah. the best way to, to sort of help out? Totally. So I'd say if people are interested in that kind of world i'd see like what neighborhood are you in i would just look up like what are the local food banks and if you want to if you want to volunteer there definitely are like people will be needed for either more more temporary stuff if it's kind of just on the line or if it's something you want to do more regularly like there's like driving positions often of, like going into stores picking up the food in in those spaces obviously like if it's something that's trained doing it committing to something longer is more helpful but um yeah i work the place i work for is i mean i kind of like should i tell people but you can just google me and find out it's on linkedin i work for food lifeline and so you could see like 
if your business or your sports league or your family, whatever you, we have, you can come to the warehouse and sort food. And then if you want to donate stuff, I'd always say like money is better than donating food because people will be like, I've got all this stuff in my, my cupboard that my family didn't want to eat for 15 years. You'd love it. Right. It's like, yeah, no, no one wants this. Like there's a reason you've been like, Oh, maybe next year we'll eat this. Um, so yeah, just give money. Um, is there any concern about me giving the big food bank? And uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm I know it's a joke about big bank, banking industry. <laughs> I mean, I will say like, I, I realize you're joking, and I'm going yes, to like, yes, yes. use my German sarcasm information and be like, if people didn't want to donate to a food bank, find like a mutual aid group in your area. And mutual aid groups are kind of this like pretty cool. They're not necessarily 501c3s, but it's normally like even more totally volunteer, no paid, like people who just are seeing like pockets of communities that don't get served um, by the more traditional like nonprofit models. And so that's my my serious answer to what was like a good nature yeah. joke. Sure, yeah. Bank of America is my favorite take food <laughs> out of people's mouths bank. Well, that's um, have you seen Party Down? That's like one of my favorite pilot jokes. Is it five? Oh, is it five uh, frisky cheerleaders? <laughs> <laughs> Party down like a, a group of actors move to Los Angeles and end up. As cheerleaders. Wow, this is. Um... Yeah, it's like is a it? show. There's a, sh a bunch of like wannabe showbiz people, but the, the joke is um, I don't. I wish I. It's Adam Scott is the one of the characters. I wish I remember the other actor's name, but they're both actors and he the guy who's bartending at this catering event is like, who's your agent? And he's State Farm. And he goes, Are they good? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's unlike Amazon Prime, right? It's about a catering company. Yeah, probably. I have seen some of that. It's good. Me hey. just plugging things I'm completely uninvolved with that are long canceled shows. <laughs> are you uh, comedy-wise uh, doing any projects or have a bit that you're like oh this is gonna be killer when i go back in august oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to know i mean i think that um i know you guys have been on the road a bit i'm getting to the place i'm real i'm excited to be to be back at it i'm not really in like a it needs to be tomorrow but um i've kind of i've liked this space kind of where i've become very insufferable i read a lot of self-help books i'm trying <laughs> to be like who who am i who do i want to be right but i have what do you how do you do the podcast i had i wrote some jokes down before i would love to hear them we don't always get to this part so but well, we have time so uh yeah yeah i mean i don't know like i said you guys have probably seen i have no idea half the time i think something's like i'm the most excited about something i'm like this isn't the thing that'll work yeah, but yeah. um i've just kind of been looking back at like what are things i'm surprised i haven't I never had a joke for where I'm like, I've always been like, that's so unique to me. Like I have both my parents are massage therapists. And so one of the things I've been trying to play with, with that is like, I've had this happen a couple of times where like, I'll just present it in the non concise version, just like sure. where it's born from. But like my friend Jacqueline is becoming a massage therapist. And so she needs to do like a lot of practice work. And I was like, oh, you could like work on me. And she's like, no, I don't want to like, I don't want to work on you. You've had like both your parents are massage therapists. Like, it's not going to be good. Like, you're just going to be judging me too much. And I'll be like, what do you think I'm going to say? Like, oh, that's not how mommy does it. <laughs> daddy was so much, my daddy yeah. was so much better. Yeah, yeah daddy also, always uses lotion. <laughs> yeah, like the fact that your parents are like, they're probably not rubbing you down every day. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? With other pieces, like people would always ask me when like, like, kind of like in a mean, they'd be like, oh, do your parents massage you? You'd get a massage from your dad. I'd be like, yeah, he's a professional. Like, <laughs> like what if you, cause they're like, isn't that weird? And I'm like, if you are worried about the massage from your dad being sexual, that's like a you thing. That's not me. <laughs> and it wouldn't like it i don't my dad gave me happy endings and he wasn't even a licensed massage therapist yeah but like it would be weird if my dad gave me massages if he was like an actuary he's like come on yeah. boy get that shirt off <laughs> it's massage time but that's one 
That's good. That's good. Yeah. 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 It would be weirder if my dad wasn't a massage therapist. Yeah. Just an auto mechanic. You have the worst hands for this. <laughs> that's it. I think mechanic is probably. I mean, they are greasy, but yeah, uh, different kind of. Uh, on my shoulders. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, just, <laughs> the black fingerprints. Another another job too that where parents do that for their kids. Like if. Like a chef, my dad was a chef. I wouldn't be yeah. like, I don't know, it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Probably gonna put his dick in my food. <laughs> That's a you problem. That doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> um, let's see. All right. That's fun. Um, what's another one? This one, I'm trying to think. I've got this long list. What do I wanna do? You, do you want me to give you? This is the, the, the hacky comic at the edge of it. And, and hacky, just like the. Do whatever you want. Try, yeah. you want me to give you some dirty or cleaner yeah. dirty or cleaner political let's see i have um travis simmons on the podcast everybody <laughs> what you want to help me with i have um so like i've got the dating stuff we'll go dating middle school dances middle school dances I'm middle in. school dances okay this is this one is very much just an be very traumatic for me but go ahead but um <laughs> This is a premise that did not work at all before. And now that I've had a year in between performing, I'm like, it must have been them. Um, but it was so like, we had this rule at all of my middle school and high school dances where they always were like, there was like no freak dancing allowed. And they'd always have like this, the sign up and like freak dancing. If you don't know, it's a highly sexualized rub-a-dub motion. Um, but what I want to see if there's anything funny about it, I guess is that I remember we would they would like define it for you they'd be like they'd be like the dance is tomorrow no freak dancing and I remember it was like on the poster like you wouldn't be bent over more than a certain degree that was a part of it like no one could be bent more than like 60 degrees ah, shit I got a d yeah. in math so I don't know if this is gonna help you know? <laughs> so I would like picture some mom at like a PTA meeting breaking out a protractor and be like, when are we uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where do they come you up with the goes, percentage? Eh? Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And I remember- Mrs. Uh, Wilson, would you demonstrate <laughs> for us what's acceptable? <laughs> but I remember the first dance I went to, like, like when I had a real date, like my friend, we're both like, what, 14, 15 year old, like just dumb boys. And my Matt, my friend Matt had like gone to dances before. So he like knew it was up. And he like took me for this like sad birds and the bees where it's just like two children teaching <laughs> each other about sex, basically. Uh, Dude, like, you're just gonna, you'll stand there and she'll like rub her butt on your crotch. And I was like, well, what if like, I get like, what do you get like hard? And he's like, no one talks about that. <laughs> we just no one never never think about it's like but how many degrees uh, over should i ask her to bend <laughs> i well, think if your dick funny. goes more than a 13 degree angle then that's a problem if you uh what did you say oh, it's a highly sexualized rub-a-dub uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you and if you say that out loud no one will want to freak dance with you <laughs> yeah rub-a-dub-dub -dub motion that's how you describe it <laughs> do you want to freak dance with me don't use the ruler on your penis it gets bigger i swear um that's yeah, i, I kind of think of Corey's joke a little bit of like uh like um sort of the premise of like uh hey no break dancing well i don't know how to do that so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. like i uh, wasn't uh no yeah, one was gonna that. freak dance with me and there wasn't a huge line of yeah right. of yeah. seventh graders wanting to freak dance you know <laughs> it's also the only kind of dancing that kids want to do at that age though yeah. No really kids fun. like I know the waltz. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, can I can I pitch one more joke? I yeah, yeah, yeah. that has yeah. never. I like waltz. That's funny. I don't know <laughs> if this, this is either maybe nothing or maybe <laughs> a better. Cotton Joe, where you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> anyway, what's the other one? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Sorry, I'm so waltz is what reminded me, but I had this old premise about like. I loved watching these like spy movies. It's like, I like those like spy action movies. And 
that there's always a part in these movies like James Bond. Um, it's in a lot of those, all of these where he's already killed a bunch of people, but there's a scene. It's also in like Zorro, even like Zach, Zorro has to dance. You find out not only like the key other skill beyond killing and fighting is he's also a great dancer. <laughs> and so this is where I think maybe it's just a sketch or an idea, not a joke, but being like, I just pictured this spy who's like great. He just can't graduate spy school because he hasn't learned how to waltz yet. You're very good at that. Yes, yes, I know. Nobody's ever seen me anywhere. I'm like very discreet, but we actually want you to not be discreet and yeah. dance eloquently. Exactly. <laughs> yeah batman's always at like a gala or like uh you know it's like a fundraiser you know what i mean like he has he's like gotta be both parts you know yeah i think there's something i i don't know how you set it up enough for people to really get it but i i dig it yeah 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 it's like batman's like i just spent six hours fighting crime until 3 a.m and now i gotta show up at 9 a.m for this fucking politician's (laughs) <laughs> fundraiser you know what i mean got the salad fork and know how to use all the cutlery <laughs> yeah <laughs> your spoon's in the wrong spot all right geez. he actually uh, he pulls out his uh instead of a utility knife. thing it's a fucking uh butter knife and... yeah well that was my favorite i liked spider-man a lot and i always thought it was funny that like he had to make his own costume and so i had an old bit about like how i wish that was in other superhero movies like batman is there and he's like alfred i need you to go to the store and he's like what do you need a new grappling hook he's like black yard <laughs> Ow, God. make sure that it's not navy <laughs> but oh, man no i'm actually yeah. not even a superhero so i need to get an advantage but yeah yeah uh what's well, Wolverine could just do it you know yeah, yeah uh where do people find you on the internet yeah please um I'd say you can follow me on, on Instagram at the Bow Scout. And yeah, there's not much on my calendar right now, but I think that it's moving in that direction and got my favorite those on. loony bins, man. Hit those loony bins back up, but hopefully like looking at some outdoor or like alternative event spaces in like the Seattle area. So um, just kind of to initially just shake off some rust before i get paid to do this in other places hopefully so i'm not like oh welcome here for the first time back and i'm the worst i've been in years um but so you can see me be the worst i've been in seattle for very little probably but if you want to follow um i'll post about what's figured out there let me know when you have a live show i want to come see you be the worst the uh, worst you can be so i feel better about myself oh you should feel great about yourself man uh that's not what this podcast is for Uh, (laughs) i am Corey michaela's comedy on all the things andrew's andrew j rivers on all the things this has been homeschool thanks for joining us see you next time goodbye